Hi, I'm Sarah. And I'm Sarah. And this is No Sir, No Ma'am, a weekly podcast where we drag our timelines for being trash. If you want to get in touch with us, you can hit us up on Twitter at NSNMPodcast or through our email at NoSirNoMam at gmail.com. Disclaimers for today, you might have noticed that we have new music. Yay! Lit. To commemorate our 10th episode, we have all new music by Ibrahim Jihad, who is also, I have no idea how to pronounce his Twitter or SoundCloud handle. I'm going to ad- uh, assume that it's Hamasid, I'm not really sure, but um, he can gladly correct us when we uh, tweet this stuff that's, out. That's how I would pronounce it too, but maybe we're both dumb, so I don't know. Um, you might also notice that we have a new logo! Yay. What? We're so cool! 10th episode is all new stuff, new logo, new music. Mm-hmm. Our logo, coincidentally, is made by Ibrahim Jihad's talented brother, Ahmed Jihad, who you will know as the Rapitect on Twitter. He is amazing, he's a graphic designer, and once architect, I'm assuming, I think. We won't bring that up. Mahim, thank you so much for the <coughs> Jihad brothers. Shout out to the whole family for supporting our broadcasts. For giving us um, their talents, diverse talents, and letting us, you know, glow up. Exactly. Thanks, guys. I'm just happy that we made it to 10 episodes. I know. Hopefully, our internet won't cut up. Yes. We won't have any SoundCloud problems. Oh, my God. Can we talk about last week? was ridiculous like why you guys don't understand how much we struggled with soundcloud first it told us it was over our limit so we couldn't upload on time even though the episode was ready after that like i uploaded it but it wouldn't let me like add more hours and then we had to do a whole bunch of crap and then we uploaded the episode and it just magically took out there were gaps like 10 seconds from two different parts in the i don't even know girl it was doing the most it was doing the most Mm. for the least amount of reasons and it was really annoying and and then y'all didn't really come through for us with the with the questions like we asked we asked you all week nobody cares to ask NSMR. nobody cares about us or our podcast <laughs> We're used to this struggle. Yeah, we're making it work. We're we, we got through. We got persevered. through. We made it. Before we get to the um, Ask an uh, SNM, is there anything that happened this week that you would like to discuss? Lemonade. <gasps> lemonade. Lemonade. I don't even care about everything else. Lemonade. Like I'm, that, that's... I'm, girl, I'm drowning in this lemonade. I'm, I'm looking <laughs> over from all this lemonade. I can't. I can't. It's too much for me. I don't even have the words. Let me say one thing. Let me put out something before we even begin to like delve into this topic. Please. I am not a Beyonce fan. Well, Neither am I. People think I'm like part of the beehive and I'm like standing for this lady. I'm like, I've never really been a fan, but this is some incredible shit. This is on some other level. Girl. Like, Mm. I I listened to a few of her songs. I've never actually owned a full Beyonce album. Neither have Uh, I. Maybe I'll like one single or another, but I've never really been here 
for her. I've turned like, up to 7-Eleven or whatever that song was. Right. I enjoy some of her collabs with Jay-Z here and there. Mm-hmm. I used to love um, Destiny's Child. Yeah. I'm a Destiny's Child child. I would say that. I'm that. definitely a Destiny Child fan. But, but I've never been like a proper stem. Until no. this but this work. is like girl. you must be out of oh your mind God. if you don't so at excited. least recognize that this is an incredible work like mm-hmm. just for even if you don't like the music visually Lord, visually Lord this was ridiculous okay listen i have i really have nothing to say about this except it's lit <coughs> if you haven't seen it i suggest you fix that asap and go get your life yeah and if by, I don't know, um, some magical reason, you live in a cave and have no idea what Lemonade is. It's a one-hour visual album that Beyoncé just released, and it is hands down her best work. Mm -hmm. Like, seriously, even if you're not a fan, go look it up, because this exceeded any expectations people had for her new album. Just all around. So this visual album was also aired on HBO. Yes, it was. On, I think it was Saturday. A Saturday that will go down in history as Lemonade Saturday. And HBO is submitting it for an Emmy. That's how good it is. Like, that's how good that film whatever you want to call it was Mm -mm, they're submitting it for an emmy so you know even if you don't like beyonce i really suggest you go watch it because it's too much it's just visually stunning my my heart it cannot take this listen um speaking of the expectations that people had for this album Mm -hmm. i know a lot of people said like oh you know she's a robot and her image is so controlled and polished and her music lacks at heart or whatever this is the most personal album she's made she discusses her relationship with jay-z well allegedly alleged cheating her anger and how she healed herself from that hurt she speaks about her relationship with her dad, also allegedly. Right. Her parents' relationship and how that mirrors what so many women go through with men. Mm-hmm. And just like, oh, that video includes so many political references yep. to like Black Lives Matter and just blackness in America. Mm-hmm. She, explore, she explores so many facets of black-ass feminism. Mm-hmm. Because people were calling it like Southern Gothic feminism. Girl, no, it's black ass. Yeah, they tried to like, they tried to smooth it and like make it, (laughs) you know, attainable or like relatable to other people. No, this was a truly black work Mm -mm. and she wanted to demonstrate her blackness fully and 100%. And she did. And like, (sighs) there's no going around it. There's like, it's it's too apparent. All of the imagery mm-hmm. and all of the meaning behind it is so rooted in blackness that you can't there's like no it's, way it's for hitting you, to you make in this. the face with a bat that says hot sauce like yeah <laughs> yeah was it too subtle like was the 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 speech the malcolm x speech was it too subtle like girl what yeah also it included um a lot of very strong symbolism of African spirituality, mm-hmm. like references to Ifa and Yoruba religions, mm-hmm. you know, with the yellow dress, referencing ocean and the water rituals. 
and the body art. And I thought that was interesting because I didn't really know. I didn't get that flew over my head. I have, I'm not like well versed at all in in like African religions mm-hmm. or African spirituality, but like. I had to read up on that, and when I did, here's I was the like, thing: wow, I I read up on that when I first listened to uh, Ibe's album because they also have a lot of Yoruba references, uh-huh. and that's how I actually caught it. Aren't they? They're what? They're like Afro-Cuban, Afro. Yeah, right. Their yeah. their mom is French, mm-hmm. and their dad is Afro-Cuban, right? And he's also a musician. He used to be in Compay Segundo and all of that. Oh, okay, well, and they were also featured in this visual album. Yes, they were. Yeah, they Girl, were. Oh, this my video. God. It features some amazing, inspiring black ladies. Collection of the Serena Williams, serving face and body. Girl, I didn't. That was Zendaya. I I, like gassed when I saw her. I was like, "Hold on, is that? Oh my! Oh oh, wow! Oh my god! Okay, yeah. There's Zendaya. There's Amanda Stenberg." There's mm-hmm. um, the sisters with all the YouTube covers. You know, they're called Chloe and Hallie. Oh, yeah. There's the sisters There's also, from uh, Winnie Harlow, the model Winnie who Harlow. suffers from uh, vitiligo. Um, yeah. There's Kevin Je- the, the Jenny Wallace. There's, exactly. oh, God, there's so many. There's so many. I and they're so amazing. There's also, mm-hmm. I forget her name. Uh, she's a ballerina. <gasps> Michaela du Prince. There you go. She's oh my god. Just like who's not? Who's she's so any, badass? I, I was like was... squealing when I saw her. If you don't know who she is, um, she's a amazing ballerina who was born in Sierra Leone, um, orphaned during the Civil War, adopted by American parents, and. Um, I think she's now part of the something called the Dutch Dance Company, mm-hmm. Dutch Ballet Company, something like that. And she is obviously the only black ballerina in that dance company. Mm-hmm. But what a, she's just like all oh, oh black God. excellence, she's black girl magic. Amazing. It was just like a collection girl. of black girl magic, all just there. And then, and can I please take a petty five minutes? To express this girl, the poetry. <gasps> Remember last week when MIA was talking trash about how artists and specifically Beyonce <laughs> didn't care about refugees? <laughs> Ma'am, Beyonce don't need no hashtags. This whole video, this whole body of work was centered around some pretty powerful poetry mm-hmm. written by who, bitch? A refugee. Yep. And not just any refugee, a female, black ass, Muslim, Somali oh refugee at that. What and you know what? That still did like... not stop her from honoring the lost lives of young men who inspired Black Lives Matters and their families. Because intersectionality, bitch. But, and that's my of the Okay? Although people were complaining that, like, you know, it was, I saw somebody had written an article or a post, I don't remember which, about how it, you know, she didn't have any, like, big size women or or fat black women, and it basically yeah, it was, like, alienating to, um, yeah, yeah <clears throat> to them. Which and, like, is a very valid critique, mm-hmm. you know, like, I, I mean, I, I guess I didn't see it, because as a right. skinny girl, I just... It flew right. over my head, but I completely understand that, you know, this girl who's bigger felt that she wasn't yeah. represented yeah. in that video, and why not? Like, there's so many 
black fat girls would have slayed the shit that's out true. of that video that she could that's have included. True. So that's um, that's some pretty valid critique. Speaking of all the um, African connections um, in the video, mm-hmm. um, Nigerian visual artist Laulu Sinbanjo did all the body art and face markings throughout really? the video. Yeah. And uh, it's in something called the Sacred Art of the Ori, which is a ritual body art from the Yoruba people. Mm. And there's like a million and one um, articles where he describes his work as like a very spiritual experience where he exchanges with his muse and he like, what he basically does is like draw your soul on your body, all of that. I was like, holy shit. Okay. That's deep. That's so deep. Yeah. Another African connection was, I th- I can't remember which one. I think it was in the Freedom video. Mm-hmm. I can't remember. But Amanda Stenberg at one point is wearing a dress by Nigerian designer Amaka Usakwe. Nice. Her label is called Makio. Go check out her stuff. She's she's lays. She's uh, that's so cool. so much African excellence. I can't. That's so cool. So, I was gonna say that. Speaking of putting MIA to shame, she also put pandering as Hillary Clinton to shame, who went on The Breakfast Club talking about, what do you carry in your mm-hmm. purse? I carry hot sauce. To come to find out, hot sauce is a bet. So Hillary yes. Clinton, take several seats. I'm going to need you to go ahead and be completely <laughs> yes. horizontal because that's all you deserve. You don't even deserve to be upright. Like, like there. She, yeah, I was, oh she my then God. made a fool out of her. And I didn't even notice the bad thing. There's so It's like the type of video that you have to watch or a film that you have to watch several times there's because so there's so layers. much hidden yeah. like stuff that you don't really catch. I mean, the first time I watched it, honestly, I was really distracted because like people were around and whatever. I wasn't just concentrating and I was more focused on like yeah. just the general the mu- the sound of the music and like the you know just like taken aback mm-hmm. by by the visuals. I wasn't really concentrating, so I had the next the next day. Like, I watched it on Saturday night, and then the next day. I watched it again, I and I you. was like, whoa. So many things. And I had missed so many things. And I think I watched it a third time, and I, and I like was still mm-hmm. picking up on things that I missed. And I didn't pick up on the bat being hot sauce until I saw people. Yeah. Like, I saw people the next day tweet it. Hot and I was sauce like, what? is a and bat. And then I time, I was like, oh, my <laughs> God. It's yeah. a bat. That's crazy. And I mean, even if you're not, like I said, I'm not a, a mm-hmm. particularly big Beyonce fan, or I wouldn't even characterize myself as a fan at all. But like, even if you're not a fan, this is a work that I, I you agree. have to admit is I good. I so agree. Like, if you don't, that's just, and, you know, uh, that's you being, holding a grudge for some reason. Such as, for example, people like Azalea Banks, who... I didn't, who, I didn't get to read what she said, Azalea Banks makes me tired. You know what? I'm tired of this she, girl. Basically, I'm going to summarize it for you. She started tweeting saying, Lemonade is amazing. Oh, my God. It's, it's an incredible piece of work. I can't believe it. I love it. And then, maybe the next day or something, <clears throat> she tweets a photo that says, Azalea Banks, uh, it was all Azalea Banks' idea. You know what? Was she high? I feel like she's high most of the time she's tweeting. I think that that might be part of it. She goes on this rant about how 
um, she she did it first, how a queen is supposed to share with her sisters, and Beyonce is not a queen, she's a whatever or something, she's not a sister, she's something else, because she's stealing her sister's ideas instead of sharing with them, yeah, and right. she was the one who, in, who inserted, like, African spirituality in her videos before anybody else, okay. and Beyonce stole that idea from her, and blah, and I'm just like, girl... I'm not. I'm. I'm not. Are you? Do, do you have? Person. Are you? Did, are you? Did you copyright? I like. Did you copyright African spirituality? Are you the only person <laughs> who's allowed to think of it and use it? Just because you did it doesn't mean that anybody else who did it after you is stealing from you. This is not yours. You and didn't it's not come up with that. that you invented. That this you is something that you, ins- you were inspired Thank by. Thank you. It's something that exists already. Anybody is allowed to be ins- Other people are allowed to be inspired Girl, by it. Girl, sit down. I can't with this heifer. Like, ugh. And she, she goes on this whole rant about it and, like, how Beyonce is fake and all. all she was just now trying to be, uh, you know, the most like accepted quote unquote like she wanted to be the you know as close to white as possible or like whatever the most convincing white woman in america and now she's trying to push this black lives stuff and she's trying to pretend like she cares about her blackness oh here are my thoughts about azalea banks i used to like some of her music it's fine i think she's a very creative person and i think like most like inherently creative people she's a bit crazy Um, I saw a couple of her interviews, and I think she's really cute. Like, she's... I I saw... I think she was on, like, Ebro in the morning Mm -hmm. or something, and she was crying about some shit, like, how it's really hard to be a black woman in America. And I felt for her. I was like, girl, I want to hug you right now. But then... She says the dumbest shit on social media. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, you know what? If you're not going to be in the studio and all you're going to be is like whiling around on social media, I can't fuck with, I can't, I can't. Like, somebody asked her that to in just an like, interview. They were down. like, you talk so much on social media. Like, don't you think that it would be better to show that stuff in your music or like, use that for your music? Yeah. Instead of- I think she just talks a lot and I'm tired. Like, I like her music. I think she's <laughs> really creative, but. She just always has some stuff to say. She always has some mess to say. She always has an opinion about everything. And that's fine, but like, girl. She's so not everything circles back to you. Like And like walking uh, around calling people faggots yeah. and pants and like ugh, And just, then being uh, like, No, I you know, whatever. Gays are my friends. Like uh, girl, just and like I get I get where she comes from concerning that debate because she's like oh I'm not talking about all gays it's just that like white cis male gay you know men have this privilege and you know um, they appropriate black female culture and they have no respect and all. girl I get it but like just I, you're so Just exhausting i can't i have no energy for you <clears throat> no, like, she really makes me tired I can't. he makes me exhausted anyway that's that um so there's her and then there's other people you know people just co- are coming for this work and trying to like listen take I away war f- from i swore from, like, i would not I just address this but girl, Pierce Morgan. Oh, for, before we get to Pierce Morgan, I'd very quickly like to address this lady who wrote a paragraph on CMT.com, which is like country music TV, whatever, it's a station. I mean, mm-hmm. and oh, I didn't see that one. She was like, because uh, there's a, a, a song on Lemonade that's called uh, Daddy, Daddy Lessons. 
and yeah. basically it's a country it's a country joint it has like very country feel yep. to it and whatever and this lady got on this website and wrote a paragraph about how daddy lessons is not a country song because it wasn't recorded in a nashville uh, studio or written by nashville um songwriters so huh. so what if the message is country it doesn't sound like just because you add some yeehaws <laughs> and some whatever and a harmonica doesn't mean that it's a country song and i'm like really then then okay whatever let's 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 reconvene when beyonce wins the country music award let's uh, sure the okay. message is fully country but no it's not a country song really so every country song has to be recorded in Nashville and has to be written by a Nashville songwriter. Th- that's it. That's the criteria. Listen, like, add the CMA for Song of the Year goes, goes to, to fucking Beyonce Knowles. Like, Suck on that. Just, I don't understand. Like People are just trying to find something wrong with it. There are, there's a difference between legitimate, like valid criticism and you just reaching. Just trying to find something. Like, you can't write a paragraph and tell me that's convincing. That, like, this is a like, girl, shut up. Just shut up. I, yeah, I need so many So, anyway, <clears throat> Pierce Morgan. So, Pierce Morgan. He wrote a think piece. Let's not even call it that because I'm not sure he has the ability to think. But he wrote a column expressing his thoughts about feelings about um, his thoughts and feelings about Lemonade. Because who asked him? Um, even though nobody asked him. Not not one soul. Oh not one God. spirit, kindred or otherwise. <sighs> he's um, too old. He's too old. So what he's basically oh. saying is that <clears throat> he's always skeptical of artists um, trying to be political because it usually doesn't come from a place of genuine concern. It's just for commercial gain and profit. So he feels like Beyonce embracing her blackness, expressing her political views, and featuring the mothers of Trayvon Martin, uh, Eric Garner, and Mike Brown is exploitation. She is exploiting their grief to sell her album. Um, Basically, (laughs) this white guy is saying that a black woman (laughs) embracing her blackness is fraud. Like her being affected and moved by mothers who have lost sons to police brutality is for the money. But, like, how are you going to say that when she herself is a black mother? Like, how do you expect her art to be so detached from something so strong that affects her personally? Why are you taking away these mothers' autonomy? Like, don't you think that if they thought they were being exploited, they'd do this? Do you really think that if they thought they they were being exploited, they would agree to be in this work? Like, are you I don't kidding me also, right now? Like, these are adults who know what's happening and know what they're doing. Like, what? Also, nobody asked you. Also, as somebody on Twitter said, if you're so concerned, I think it was, um, I think it was, what's his face? Uh, Captain Kirk on Twitter, who said that, like, yeah. if you were so concerned with these mothers' grief and it not being exploited and their plight, where are your articles? Where is your support for them? Like, it's really funny. It's fun and games for you to point, point, at, point fingers at other people and be like, oh, you're just exploiting their grief and whatever. What about your support for their cause? Do you care about what happened to them? Or do you care to put them at the forefront of anything? Yeah. But he's, he's, he's acting like this is not Beyonce we're talking about. Fucking Beyonce. 
Like her last <laughs> album, she had, she had zero absolutely marketing. zero marketing, zero. zero promotion, <laughs> and it was still a fucking still earthquake. Broke records. She does not me? need to exploit people and issues <sighs> to make her money. She's been making her money for ten years, and she's been absolutely fine. So she doesn't I, need to like I resort to petty like gimmicks no. or tactics is- to sell because she does it regardless like she sold exactly. she's selling out tours before her album even came out what are you talking about stop i think i don't understand i think this is just an issue that she deeply cares about because she herself is a black mother and that's about it also he's like yeah i miss when she was just an entertainer like uh, Matt, th- boy, this is not about you or what you miss, though. This is an artist who is growing before her very eyes into right. her own, like, strongest beliefs, and she's expressing those beliefs in her work, and she does not owe you or anyone else any justification. And why like, do we care about your feelings? Why do we care about who you wish she was? Like, why does that matter to anybody? Why no, do you think your opinion whole, matters? Like, it, it is... It upsets me. This whole, you know, don't be deep and just entertain us bullshit. Like, dance, monkey, dance. Exactly. Really, though? But when Macklemore writes a song about racism, he gets praise and applause. Exactly. And he's so woke. Like, did anyone say, nah, we miss the thrift shop, uh, Macklemore. Like, just entertain us, brah. I wanted to, I wanted to like pull it back to someone of a little bit more his time and be like, you know, Bruce Springsteen didn't write just like bubblegum pop. Nobody told him to, oh, your songs are too deep, man. You're like, you're being a buzzkill. Nobody ever told Bruce Springsteen that. So, and don't you think that, that, isn't that what art and music are for? Isn't that to, isn't it like to reflect society and society's issues when she was being bubblegum pop and you know just like airy whatever and uh, dancing for you and gyrating whatever you were cool with that and like and then but then there was also but then it's also like well she's you know she's vapid and yeah she's she's not not, it doesn't have substance and she's just a robot Mm. and whatever and now that she's actually talking about stuff that matters you want to be like oh oh so now she wants to get a cause whatever she should just stick to okay so what is she supposed to do i need people to stop just girl can i oh my god there's that french journalist i think i linked you who wrote the article for um Liberation, oh, and Lord. who's just like, yeah, Forgot so the video is basically mm-hmm. a couple of artsy shots interrupted by auto-fictional ramblings, and I'm like, huh? Wow. You mean poetry? <clears throat> wow. What? Wow. Like, I'm sorry, B, did you need subtitles? And he's like, oh, yeah, the part with the mothers, look, mind you, he couldn't even get the son's names right, okay? Wow. He's like, yeah, that part with the mothers was so cheesy and quite honestly pointless. Nope. And I'm, but pointless to whom though? I mean to you, I guess, since you couldn't even bother to do proper research and name those young men accurately. They're all black, they all died. Exactly. Same difference. Who the fuck cares, right? But you you are the reason honoring those men's lives is an obligation. Is exactly. People like is you important are exactly why that shot was so relevant, especially as a journalist whose job is to do research and provide accurate information. And he's just being so dismissive because he does not care 
because the exactly. whole video does not cater to him or his taste. But like, it's your, like you're paid for that. Can you not like research? I Be love like, how people what? are so willfully ignoring how impactful lemonade was for so many people especially black women like basically (laughs) people's dismiss people's dismissal of of lemonade's impact is the exact reason lemonade exists like you just proved her point nobody gives a crap about black women as malcolm x said the most you know the most uh, disrespected person in america unprotected person in america is a black woman that goes the world over honestly because if you think that you're like if you will completely dismiss how receptive black women have been or people have been to this work and say that and have the audacity to write that it's pointless and irrelevant that shows exactly why there is a need for this work you know what this this brings on the debate of whether people who are not black women should even be allowed to write about and you know critique lemonade so what do you think I'm not going to say nobody's allowed because you're free to have your own opinion but I think for you I think for me the biggest issue is 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 one when you critique something without background without any sort of context that's an issue that's a flaw in your critique that it means that your critique is irrelevant because you don't have the information necessary to make an informed critique of something mm-hmm. right and the second thing is you can critique all you like but when someone who is closer to al-hajja somebody who understands it better somebody it's just like me you know being like um an order to decrease the you know inc- the rate of cancer in people we should do x y and z and then when an oncologist tells me well that doesn't make sense because kido 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 i'm like mm-hmm. no 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 yeah no that doesn't sound right to me i think i'm just gonna stick with my opinion it's the exact same thing if somebody who knows better who's lived that experience who who has the knowledge to give a that. more informed people do not understand who give that. a more informed opinion like if you dismiss that that that's where the problem lies like you need to listen to somebody who's telling you actually no you missed this nuance or you missed this side or this angle of it like you can't just be like i'm gonna look at it from one angle and one angle only <laughs> that's yeah. it like but people no, are like oh well no, it's music and <laughs> here's what i think i think that the very fundamental nature of art is that it's out there to be consumed and appreciated by everyone who has access to it. Right. Like, whether you relate to it or not is another issue, but it's out there for you to enjoy. And right. the fact that this video premiered on HBO, not BET, not some other outlet mm-hmm. with, like, predominantly black audience, it says a lot. Like, Beyonce wants this to reach as many people as possible. Right. But then the fact that Sinihaya, this is music, so it's supposed to be universal and everyone is allowed an opinion. And if you choose to share that opinion with the world on your blog or your Twitter or some other publication, that is your right and no one can silence mm-hmm. you. But expect to be checked. Yeah. Because chances are, at the end of the day, if you're not a black woman, there's a lot you're going to miss if you do not understand the essence of this video, Mm -hmm. the story Mm -hmm. it's telling, and who it's for, you're purposefully letting that symbolism fly all over your head, you're going to get checked. 
And I mean, like, especially as a journalist or a music critic or just someone who's paid right, to write exactly. an enlightened opinion. You're, you're, and you should want to be checked. checked. You should want to, like, that's part of your craft. Just the same as I'm sure Beyonce should be open to the critiques that she gets on her work, right, from the people who consume it or from, you know, critics or whatever. It's the same way that you as a person, as a professional, mm -hmm. should be open and receptive to people critiquing your work and telling you that, hey, exactly. maybe you missed this part or you, exactly. you know, this flew over your head or maybe you should think about this. Like, for you to just be like, no. Oh, like Pierce you. Morgan, who will just, will just complete like i i scrolled through the interactions and every time he just said he just labels it as racism Pierce Morgan first is of a all though without even getting into that argument of like people there's no such thing as reverse racism i'm not even gonna address that but the fact that like that's the that's what you jump to like boy grow up like grow up the same way that you want to criticize other people and critique other people the same way you're gonna get it so halas if you can't take it don't dish it and when when people say, um, you know, oh, but if music is universal, is universal, ugh, I can't talk. Um, people who say if music is universal, then how come this is for black women? Wait. And I have okay. a story. Like I watched Lemonade yeah. with an Arab friend, a non-black Arab friend, the <laughs> other day, and this mm -hmm. was probably my like sixteenth time watching it. But she hadn't seen it. And, like, she's always been mm -hmm. quite the Beyonce fan. So she seemed, like, very receptive and enthusiastic about the whole thing. And Finihaya, uh, the only thoughts she had about the whole video were, oh, I, I don't think Jay-Z cheated. This is probably just okay. a stunt. <laughs> and then she was like, oh, the do, you, do you think that uh, that's Beyonce's real hair? How come we've never seen her real hair? Oh, wow. And then she's like, oh, Serena Williams. What's she doing there? That's such a weird choice. She's not even doing anything besides twerking. And then she's like, oh. Like when we, when we got to the part with um, the mothers, mm -hmm. I was legit crying. Like I can't, oh, I, I can't yeah. take that shot. I mean, just shot. thinking I, about it makes me choke up. I can't. Like, it's, uh, honestly, I was, I was crying. And... Um, like even though I'd seen it a gazillion times before. Right. So I explained to her, in case she didn't know, that those were the mothers of boys and young men who were killed by the police, mm -hmm. and they inspired Black Lives Matter and blah, blah, blah. And she's like, oh, okay. <laughs> and, <laughs> I mean, in the end, she liked it. Like, she enjoyed the song. Arba. I I was really I was really sad that I watched it by myself. But hearing your experience watching it with someone, I'm glad I watched it, it by myself. I don't even know. I can't why imagine I did that. Be, I watching it with somebody who's like completely just edity, like neutral, just dead about it. Like, oh, okay. What do you mean? Oh, okay. No, but here's here's the thing. Like Finnihaya, she liked it. You know, she enjoyed the song. She thought the visuals were really cool. She thought the concept was, you know, as a whole, was very original and creative. But that's it. Like, we were sitting there, one meter apart, watching the same video. Right. And we just had two completely right. different exactly. experiences watching it. Because I connected to it on a level that she just could not relate to. Right. And that is totally fine mm -hmm. and understandable. I just need people who are writing about this to understand it, too. Like... It, 
it's it's fine. You're gonna have a different experience than thing. me. I mean, art is universal, but a painting that speaks to you might not speak to me, right? If we both exactly. stand for the Mona Lisa, yeah. I might be bored to tears, but you might be really moved. Like, exactly. and that's just how it is. Like, just because art is universal does not mean that everybody's gonna get it or everybody should get it. Um, I'm pretty sure that Beyonce made this for black women and you know yeah, that was, that's why i'm saying that's relevant it is for black women her key demographic those are the people she had in mind those are the experiences she had in mind but that doesn't mean that she didn't want other people to enjoy it or other people to experience it that like are we how old are we to be thinking that uh, we all have to get it we all have to understand no we don't i don't claim to understand taylor Swift's music so <laughs> i don't know who does know, but okay close, <laughs> <laughs> what's with the shade Becky's everywhere understand Taylor Swift's music and which brings me to Iggy Azalea <laughs> I refuse I refuse decided, to acknowledge that person or what she says who I decided refuse. that the term Becky was racist I'm bored I'm bored already like I can't and uh, that it shouldn't be used and that it is a racial slur I can't I'm to be called bad. Becky and I just, somebody tweeted her and was like, when you don't understand that the term Becky was in, was coined by a rapper, so it makes a lot, but you don't need hip hop lessons. And I just was like, yeah, that's the only response that needs to be given. But you know what else happened? Because the internet never forgets and people have hella receipts. Someone sent her um, like a, a snippet of like seven seconds of one of her music videos where she does use the Becky to refer to like some other No Hapa. way. No for real. No, the internet does not forget. Oh. People people are people be acting a fool, but we we have them receipts. Like somebody's the always there to check you. Are there to be had, okay? You like, know what I thought the funniest part was? She's I think she's dating a basketball player. Yeah. And he responded to her tweet with like, I saw that. Yeah, with like Becky, what's wrong with you? And she, she was, was like, like "Don't the, do this to me." What the fuck are you saying? Like, <laughs> then he Becky, was like, sit down. My, yeah, he's like, my Becky acts up sometimes, but whatever, whatever. And I just died. I was like, when even your boyfriend is dragging you, you need to because, stop because you're talking because you have no idea what you're talking about. There's a um, Australian website that an article today. I saw that. Her, That's exactly what I was going to say. With her, with whatever she was saying, and they were like, Iggy Azalea continues to be a national embarrassment. Yeah. And I was just like, God, nobody is with you on this. She, she refuses to stop being a national embarrassment. Sit down. Nobody asked you. Inti, you're on thin ice as it is. Matkatiria. Anyway, so there are so many amazing articles and think pieces written by black women about this video that everyone else can just exist outside of my bubble of black girl magic. Agreed. Like Janet Mock wrote a really interesting piece comparing this storytelling um, in Lemonade mm -hmm. to Their Eyes Were Watching God, you know, the book. Uh, like Evelyn from the internet did, because she said yeah. Beyonce was giving me said it all. Exactly. No, she said exactly. Beyonce was giving me waiting to exhale yep. with Their yep. Eyes Are yep. Watching yep. God. Every, oh, every super cool black woman on Twitter and their mama 
had something to say about this. Lovey had some thoughts. Melissa Harris oh, yeah. Perry, Trudy, Francesca Ramsey had Just, some th- some amazing all, thoughts that she aired on the, the Nightly Show. She magic. dragged Pierce Morgan on the Nightly Show. She said, "If Lemonade was made for you, Pierce Morgan, it would be called Metamucil." And I, <laughs> I died, and then got my life. Um, anyway, <clears throat> I'm just gonna say that people should watch Lemonade. Yes, if you haven't seen it, just watch it. Just if if nothing else, then to see what the fuss and is about. And I guess about. even even if you don't get all of that symbolism, and if you don't understand how it's an ode to Black womanhood and all of that, that's fine. Mm-hmm. The songs are really cool. Um, Beyonce is doing some crazy ass shit with her voice. Yeah. Oh my god, did you see that song where she plays the piano? Who told her to play the piano? Prince. Prince. Prince and the bitch listened. And she took notes. <laughs> Although I really, w- I will say that I don't. That was my least favorite track on the on the album. It was also no. I think my least favorite track is maybe the country one, just because that's not really my really. Theme. Yeah, I don't I even. I don't like country it. music at all, and I love that. I really? love that track. I, I hated Sandcastles. Right, I thought it was so bad. Here's the so thing with, with Sandcastles: it's really like corny and cheesy and shit. But a, she's playing the piano. Kudos to her. Yeah. Uh, yeah. B, that part where her voice cracks. Yeah. It like I'm like, girl. Okay, you cheated. I believe you. She also, we're we're good on this. I got your back. It's fine. She also does that, like that. It's not a baha. It's like a, yeah, almost like a baha. In um, what's that track called? Uh, yeah, Allah. Why am I drawing a blank? After is it in the beginning or the end? Oh, don't hurt yourself. Oh, I love that one. That is an amazing track. Okay, so what are your favorites, real quick? Um. Don't Hurt Yourself, the reggae mm-hmm. one, Hold Up. Oh, yeah, that's a good and one. And Sorry. Or it took Hella me a while to warm up to that one. They're really, really catchy. My absolute favorite one is Freedom, though. Yep. Because A, it's insane. Um, B, the video has Michaela de Prince. And C, uh, Kendrick is on it. So I'm like, <sighs> King Kendrick. Take me to heaven right now. Kill me. Take me to heaven. Like, <laughs> I'm ready to I go. Can't. It's too much. I'm ready, Lord. <laughs> I'm 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 yeah. off to My play. favorite is definitely Freedom. Mm-hmm. And after that I think it would be Don't Hurt Yourself. Mm-hmm. Um but Don't Hurt Yourself is tied with uh Six Inch. Oh yeah. Because I do that like that one. Dude, uh shout phenomenal. out to the weekend because actually I, know, I was worried when I saw him I saw it, it was like featuring the weekend, I was like, ew. And then he didn't he didn't disappoint. He no. Didn't. He Shit. wasn't there too Girl. much, so that was Shout out to all the men who were not in the video, but who helped her make the album. So, Jack White on uh, Mm -hmm. Don't Hurt Yourself. On, uh, what is it? Forward? Yeah. No, Don't Hurt Yourself. Oh, right. It's like the super rock one with Jack White. Yeah. Uh, yeah, There's The Weeknd on Six Inch Heels. There's Kendrick Mm -hmm. on Freedom. And Mm -hmm. the one, um, I can't remember what it's called, but there's one. Forward. James With Blake. James Blake. <gasps> oh it's my forward. god. Yeah. She conjured him from whatever fairyland he lives in and oh my god. <laughs> I can't I yeah. cannot. It's too much. Yeah, and that's that's, that's when really they good. bring the the shots with the mothers and I'm like I'm I mm-hmm. it, it destroys me every single time. Like I cannot yeah. watch Mike Brown's mom with that tear like Oh my god. And I how like, you could I tell how so sorry, how mom. like strongly she was trying to resist crying and then that like the when she shook her head i lost it i couldn't i I was just like uh nope 
I, I can't do this anymore. I like I was emotional for a full three days. Just like I, oh my god, I can't do this. this is, yeah. في النهاية واحد writing for fucking He's like, oh yeah, it's whatever. Mike Brown, uh, Trayvon Martin, and that other guy who what to me rise though. Okay. Anyway, oh yeah, speaking of uh, publicity stunts, because people were like, oh, there's no way that shit is real. And, you know, she's airing all that dirty laundry and Jay-Z is being all cute about it and so docile in the video. And they've always been so private. Like, there's no way he'd be down with that if it wasn't just a marketing hoax. And I'm like, you know what? I see it though. I can totally. I don't 100%. care. Honestly, I couldn't care less if it was true or not. What difference is it gonna make? The album I, I, is still I, fire. I really don't the care. The movie is still fire. Like, <laughs> I, I don't care either. But just imagine with me. Can you not see it? Like Jay Z walking into his house at 4 a.m. after a night at the club with his boys, and he turns on the light, and Beyonce is just like <laughs> sitting there in a corner. In a leather armchair, wearing like a silk caftan, with a bat in it, like a, a head wrap. Not even the bat, just like oh. totally chill, wearing a caftan <laughs> and a head wrap. And she's like, "Hello, Sean. I've talked to all my girls in Solange, and they have my back. So this is what I'm doing. This is the story I'm going to tell. And after all that whiling you done did, you are going to support this." And you will be in this video, exactly. and you will be happy about it. Now go call Becky with the good hair. <laughs> tell her she needs to stop acting a fool and calling the landline because the beehive is about to fuck her shit up. Now come rub my feet. And he was just like, "Yes, ma'am. I'm down. Okay, I'm sorry, babe. Like, do you need some tea with that? I'm so, okay. <laughs> do you, like, do you need me to put some castor oil in your hair? Like, what, what's up?" I totally see it happening. Why Why do people think this is so crazy? I don't get it. I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that Jay-Z cheated on her. I really don't. It, it's stupid and insane, but I think it's totally possible. Um, I also think that her emotion in all those songs comes from somewhere, comes from something. It's not just like, it, you know, it. it it's... It alludes to some kind of experience that she's had personally, but Elise. at the end of the day, it doesn't change the work for me at all. Elise. What I do find so, interesting, like at at the end of um, "Don't Hurt Yourself," where she's like, "Oh, you know, I give you life. If you try that shit again, you're gonna lose your wife." And I'm like, "Well, damn! Just in case all the other songs were subtle, okay, girl." <laughs> um, I want to know who Rachel Roy is. Like, not if she was the mistress or not but i want to know who she is i have no idea who she is apparently she's some designer or something a fashion designer uh she now has her own line but she started out as artistic director for rockaware which is uh, jay-z's brand of clothes she is also dame dash's ex-wife and dame dash is jay-z's partner yeah um so, That's messy. Yeah. And then somebody else, other people were saying that it was Rita Ora that she was talking about. Yeah. That I definitely don't see. That really is very though? improbable to me. But wasn't it Rita Ora who was like super, you know, there's these like um, pictures floating around of some award show where she's like hugging Jay-Z from behind and she's just like 
hovering around him and loitering around. And apparently that's when uh, Solange lost her shit and beat up oh, Jay-Z she in lost that her, elevator. Oh, that because of Rita Ora? Apparently. I don't know. I don't really care. Well, but yeah, I whatever. can see it happening. Also, I feel like there's so much anger in those songs that I would be surprised if it was imaginary. Like, it, it feels like... It feels real. It, it, yeah. yeah. It feels like it's it's been... Like, she's been nurturing this for a while. She's been waiting to put out this album for, you know, quite some time. Mm-hmm. And it just feels like something she's built up in her very soul. So, I, I don't know. I believe it's real, but whatever. It's good on her if she's channeling it to, like, make music. <clears throat> yeah, and tell us, folks out there listening... What year, if you listen to Lemonade, if it affected you the way that it affected us, if, you know, what you think about it and what your favorite tracks are, or if you don't care at all, or if you hated it, let us know where we're interested. Yeah, do that. You'd like to know. <clears throat> um, all right. That was like 50 <laughs> minutes on Lemonade alone. Had, uh, <laughs> okay. Of, of gushing. 50 minutes of <laughs> Let us move on. To what we promised, which um, is us letting you in on, I don't know, Ew. our, I don't know, I don't know what I'm trying to say, um, questions that you've asked us this week, and us answering them. But nobody asked anything. People, People did, though. Through. There are a few. Except for Vanya, Ahmadullah came through, and I mean, and Vanya Rania. came through. And maybe a couple I think, of other I think people. I think that's a good I mean they asked a fair amount of questions that are pretty that are pretty good. Okay. Um and then some one guy uh, I think guy, I'm not sure I might be making that up. Um but one person asked mm-hmm. us a question that's actually really, really interesting and I have no idea how to answer it. But um <laughs> let's get right to it. And I think we hard. should start with a question from Rania, who says, Curious to know how you ladies met and your first impressions of each other. <clears throat> I don't remember how we met. You don't remember? Okay, let me break it down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think, I'm pretty sure we've known each other pretty much forever because um, uh, my mom is really good friends with your parents. Mm-hmm. And uh, my mom and your dad used to work together uh, for Kharijia, and, still and now do. they're re- and now they're retired and they're back working together again. <laughs> um, and I I have stories about your dad uh, picking me up from kindergarten when I was like maybe three or really? four, and we were in Sudan for a year. Yeah. Oh my god. Because there's this one story where apparently. Um, I was in the same kindergarten as your cousin Azza, who oh, okay. was Ibnouf's um, sister. sister. Yeah. yeah, and your dad came to pick us up, like both of us, and he picked up Azza, and he's like, ah, oh, Sarah, when? And she's like, yeah, Sarah, someone already picked her up. Wow. Which was a wow. lie, because I was there. <laughs> <laughs> he goes back to the office, Dang. and my mom is like, where's my daughter? Where the fuck is my daughter? <laughs> And that he's like, she's like, no, no, go get my daughter. That now. is so funny. So I don't, yeah, that, I don't I remember, think. like, I don't remember actually meeting you, but I do remember hearing about you because when I was in, I want to say I was in high school, like maybe a freshman or sophomore year in high school, 
Your my mom went to mm-hmm. Morocco, and she came back. She was telling yeah. me all about you, Sarah, Bitsarifa, Wanasa, Mama Aishino. But do you remember? Who when is we, this girl? When me and Alia came to visit you in Paris. Right, but I wasn't there. Like, you weren't was there like, for like three days. Really? Yeah. And I saw you guys? Yeah. See, my memory is crap. I don't remember any of this. I completely remember that. And you had like braids or something. Yeah. I do remember that. And that's so um, I remember funny. that's also the first time I met Ibn Auf Abdul because. Yeah. Yeah, because we traumatized him on that trip, me and right. Mike and that Adia, was the trip that he came to Paris. I see. I don't remember any of that. There are several people who have visited us in Paris, like in my home, and stayed with us for like months, and I don't remember. I have zero recollection of them. And then I meet them later in life, and they're like, "What are you talking about? Like we spent an entire summer <laughs> together." And I'm like, "Who are you?" Like anyway, that's I, a lie. I, I don't, I don't remember that. That's that's my first like conscious memory of you. When I was in Paris. So maybe I was like 13 or 14 or something. Where did I, where did was, I go? Did I go to, to Sudan that summer? I don't remember, dude. I don't remember at all. I don't know. I don't trash. really know. But I, I, I remember we were there for like 10 days. And I met you the first maybe two or three days. And then you had to leave. But That's hilarious. That is um, my first memory of you. I don't remember... The impression I don't I remember at all. I just remember my mom talking about you a lot and me being like, wow, she must be really nice. <laughs> like, that was it. I don't okay. know if you can call that a first impression, but but yeah. All right. But I'd, I'd, okay. So I guess we, we actually really became friends when you went to Sudan or something and we met yeah. on, yeah. yeah, I guess. Which was Which like was, years later. Yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, if the first time I met you was when I was 14, that was. And I was like, I'm not gonna say how long. Ago yeah, that I don't was, even want to say how many it years it was. A long time ago. It was a while later. Shh, never mind. Let it go. Let it go. But um, yeah. So I guess um, we became friends like six or seven mm-hmm. years ago when you went to yeah, Sudan. Yeah, I, that I would call. And it. we actually met properly and had like a real mm-hmm. conversation mm-hmm. and all of that. Uh, impressions. I don't know. You were like really cool and funny. Aww. <laughs> um. <laughs> and you were like this this tiny being who was so badass. And my first, cool. my if that's if that's the, if that's what counts as a first impression, then my first impression of you was like, wow, mom was right. Like that, that was it. I think that was the only thought in my head. Like, wow, she really is cool. Okay, Aww. that's it. That's yeah. Okay. Right. Um. Okay. Next question. Uh, I guess this one goes with mm-hmm. a question that Rania asked, mm-hmm. which is, this question is from Amin, and he says, what are the best and worst cities you two have lived in or visited? Um, Rania asked a, sim- a similar question, which, out of the countries you've lived in, which one has been your least favorite experience? Yeah. Well, um, all right, so... Okay. You go first. Um, I would say <coughs> my least favorite city is probably um beijing china because it's extremely polluted and it's disgusting and i hated it really yeah no shade okay. uh, because the rest of china was fun did, did people like take pictures of you when you were just like walking on the street minding your own business <laughs> yes they did yeah that would be so such a that also experience. brings me 
to my least favorite experience, which is, I think, I think my, so I spent, I went on a summer abroad to China, and that's when we went to Beijing, mm-hmm. and then after I graduated, like a few years after I graduated, I lived in Shanghai for a year, mm-hmm. which was infinitely better than Beijing, but the experience was yeah. almost the same, where like people would take pictures of you, yeah. they'd like touch your arm and then see if the color came off, <laughs> like they'd ask you where you were from, and I didn't want to explain like whatever, so I would be like, oh, I'm from the States, and they'd be like, no, you're not. And I'm like, yeah, I am. I had I got into an argument with a janitor at a park who refused to believe that I could be from the United States. He was like, no, you're not American. And I'm like, yes, I am. He's like, no, you're not. And I'm like, why am I not American? He goes, because you're black. And I'm like, there are black people in America. And he's like, what? Like, his mind was completely blown. And I was just like, yeah, yeah, dude. Um, so yeah, so maybe living in China is probably my least favorite experience of living in a country, and Beijing is my least favorite city. Um, my favorite, uh, is living in Korea, and Seoul is probably my favorite city. Um, I think tied between Seoul and New York, because they both give, like, a similar feel, and I love them both, so, the end. Um... I'd say for me, my Mm -hmm. favorite city I've lived in, I think it would have been, um, it could have been New York, but I don't really, like when I actually lived in New York, I was really young, so I don't really have that many memories um, Mm -hmm. of it, but it's definitely my favorite city that I've visited. Cool. I I don't, that's really, that's a really hard question. It is. Because I... I don't know, because there's also, like, I loved um, Rio. I absolutely <gasps> loved it. Rio? That's I so loved cool. all. Yeah. Because remember when um, uh, Selma's family was there for five oh, years? Oh, yeah, and we went to visit? you went to go visit. That's true. Actually, forget Rio. My favorite city in Brazil was Salvador de Bahia, hands down. Never really? mind Rio. Like, frig- yeah. That- what, what, what's the reason um, for that? It's it's like a more chilled vibe. Mm-hmm. It's also um, the part of Brazil where most of the um, people of African descent are centered. So mm-hmm. you can really see the African influence and like the music and the food and just like the general mm-hmm. vibe. And I absolutely loved it. That's cool. Um, so that was really nice. Uh, Ecuador as a whole country was really nice to visit. Like it's it's insane. People are that's so awesome. You've been to some awesome places. I have. That's I'm amazing. so lucky. Um, also, Sri Lanka was really really nice. Um, <gasps> Fun. Yeah. So those are generally um, my favorite places that I visited. Okay. Um, Least favorite? My least favorite place that I visited would probably be... uh, I'm going to say Hong Kong. Really? But it was for work, so I don't really know if I got, like, the whole experience... um, I think it could be really cool, but it was it was too much. Like it was super busy, yeah. And I was really it was too much. I didn't really enjoy it um, as much as I, I can. Should have. I can imagine that. Yeah, Hong Kong is very overwhelming because it it's like so, so busy and so crowded. Yeah. But <clears throat> yeah, I spent maybe I don't remember if it was three days or a week. No, it's probably like three days or five days there. 
and um, mm-hmm. it was at the tail end of the summer program I did, and I liked it just because of like where we were staying yeah. and like what we got to do, and yeah. then we chilled at the beach and stuff. So that was fun, but like I can't, yeah, I can imagine it being quite overwhelming. Yeah, that's why I'm saying maybe it, like it's busy. not fair. <clears throat> mm-hmm. because you know I was there for work and I didn't really get the whole experience but whatever I'm, I'm gonna say that's my least um, favorite place that I visited uh, places that I've lived I'm gonna say my favorite is Paris because regardless of everything else I love that city like it's yeah. so nice to just walk it's around especially in the summer it's a completely different city and it just like comes to life yeah um my least favorite place that I've lived is absolutely hands down without a doubt Dubai Mm. um well (laughs) even though it's a very (laughs) it's a very very comfortable place and there's like a really good quality of life it's just not my scene like it's so the whole place is so fucking new and shiny and so sterile and it's just not yeah I think I think I would say Dubai is probably for me one of the least favorite places I've visited. Not the the least favorite, but one of them because Mm -hmm. of just how ridiculous it is and how like and maybe you know it's the way that I experienced it also. But like it just it was too much for me. I couldn't handle it. And it was very like I feel I feel really bad complaining about it. Because it's so comfortable. Yeah. Like, everything is so convenient. And, like, the services are, like, top-notch. And everything's so smart. And But I just... I can't. I need... I like old buildings. I like Word. dirty, crassy metro, Character like, New York. Where there's, like, a fucking rat like sitting next to you. Yeah. 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 I, and I miss that. And you can't walk. Like, you can't... Mm-hmm it's not a city for pedestrians i can't i can't I'm not my favorite so yeah let's just say that uh, all right okay so um, i guess maybe we should give a little background because this is kind of like in a vacuum so do you want to like like i guess like a little background about us like where we grew up or whatever just so that people have some context sure okay <clears throat> okay. um okay i you guess go i'll first. go first <laughs> I, I don't know. I lived all over the place. I was born in New York, um, and I lived between America, Sudan, and France. That was that was like my life before. By by the end of high school, I had lived in those three places, and then after I and then I went to college in the states, and then I bounced around for a while, and then I came to Sudan. Boom, <laughs> background okay. done. That 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 sums it up. Mm-hmm. Okay, so. I was born in Morocco, lived in the States for a bit, lived in Russia for a bit. Um, I think we were in Sudan for like a year, uh, Mm -hmm. went back to Morocco. That's where I did most of my schooling, um, high school, college, all of that. And then I went to Paris, got work, and did my master's, and then came to Dubai, and that's it. And now I'm going to London. Woo! <laughs> now you're escaping the sterile environment of yeah. Dubai for salvation. For salvation. London. All right. <clears throat> the next question. Yeah. It's from Zainab, mm-hmm. and she says, "What did you guys study at university?" Okay. <clears throat> Shout out to Zainab also because she just made the dean's list. So, mashallah. Oh mashallah, my god! Mashallah. Good for you, girl. Yeah. Um. Go. You. You can go first on this one. Um. I studied marketing, and then I did my master's 
is in fashion marketing. That's it. Done. I was not as fun. I studied, um, I majored in Asian languages with a focus on Chinese. Oh my God. How is that it's not really fun? not because I'm not like doing anything with it. Um, <laughs> okay. So I have a major in Chinese and a minor, well, almost minor in uh, Korean, but then that's it. Okay. I just feel like it's such a, uh, not a waste. It wasn't a waste, um, but it just didn't pan out how I thought it would. Yeah, it never does though. Yeah. Because like I, I really don't, I mean, I, I work in the same field that I studied and I still don't feel like. It was useful at all. Mm. So yeah, I feel like that's any consolation. I think that's the problem for me because I studied something that's so like, like languages are so broad. It's not like a specific Specific. field. So you just kind of feel lost after you graduate. You're like, well, now what? You know what I mean? Like you have a skill, but Mm -hmm. it's not something as straightforward as like being an architect or a doctor or whatever. So you're just like kind of floating. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. Um, next question. Um, something a little closer to our podcast, to No Sir, No Ma'am. Um, Ibn Auf, otherwise known as Abdurrahman, asks, Mm -hmm. are you planning to add a man's touch to the program or is it a no sir? Um, also, what's your vision or mission for No Sir, No Man? Um, That's a good I question. think, I mean, we featured um, Sadiq on that one episode, and it was really a lot of fun and all of that. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it's about adding a male's perspective. It's just that we don't want to add anyone else's perspective, <laughs> well, male damn. or female. <laughs> because, <laughs> like, this podcast is such a struggle that if we weren't such like good friends and if we weren't on the same page it would be also i would have given up a long time and ago and we would have stopped yeah. like 5 weeks ago yeah, yeah, yeah exactly yeah. so um, i mean i think we can um have like guests every once yeah. in a while male or female honestly that doesn't matter but um yeah it's just going to yeah. be cuz this <laughs> is also a question that Rani asked she was like are you guys planning to feature more guests in the future or will Saldic, the Saldic episode mm-hmm. a one off thing I really don't think it's a one off thing I think it's really fun to have um other guests once in a while it breaks the routine of you guys just listening to us yeah Saldic was rant fun and like at the same time it gives a different perspective Definitely. which is always fresh and nice but honestly like for real for real it's so hard to like yeah. organize and yeah. like just the logistics uh, of it the logistics so of it are very difficult so until we kind of like can figure out a system to make it easier it's maybe not gonna be anytime yeah. soon but we will work on it I mean I think it's something that we're always it's an option that we're always I, keeping I, open yeah I think if, if we lived in the same country and we didn't have to do this um through Skype yeah and we had access to like I don't know proper studio or whatever we'd have a guest every single week because you know that would be easy but the way life is set up, guys, yeah, we'll we'll try, we'll do our best. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and uh, what was uh, Abdurrahman saying about our vision for yes, sir, yes, ma'am? Oh, what's your vision or mission for no sir? No oh, man. no sir. No. Okay, um, mm-hmm. girl, like we we started this um, honestly on a whim on Twitter. 
because we, we were did. ranting. It was like, we should start a podcast. Exactly. Cause and we, then Yeah, we were having like a really long rant and we were very angry about something. And we were like, you know what? We spent so much energy trying to type this shit in like 140 characters. Let's just do a podcast. Yeah. So I think it's very therapeutic for both of us. And that's pretty much it. Mm-hmm. I mean, if people enjoy it, that's amazing. We, you know, we strive to please. But um, I don't know if we actually have a vision other than driving. I don't our think we have a conscious yeah. vision <coughs> for it or like a mission for it. But I will say that we do aim to, or at least I do, and I'm sure Sada agrees that like talk about issues that maybe we don't necessarily get to delve into a little deep more deeply yeah. or like address angles yeah. that people wouldn't address on social media or maybe you don't see them that often yeah. or, or especially I, I mean I I, right now I'm speaking in terms of like <clears throat> as Sudanese people mm-hmm. I think there are a lot of topics that we discuss or we would like to discuss that um are of concern to us as a Sudanese society that maybe we don't talk about. Mm-hmm. And I think for me, like, that's the one thing I would like to, to tackle is, like, things that we don't talk about that we should or topics that are should be open for discussion, but maybe because of taboo or because, you know, people are, like, what are they going to say? or And him, all those, like, things, all those, like, social pressures that keep us from yeah. having open and honest discussion about things i think this is the platform where we can do yep. that and we can open it up to you guys for your opinions and stuff and like they say yeah and let's talk about these things yeah I so agree. that would be my yeah that would kind of be my like hope for it yeah and in terms of a long-term uh vision i don't think we really have one we just want this podcast to kind of like grow organically and just see how you know how it comes out so, yeah. Right. Um, let's see here. Uh, I'm gonna leave this question for last because it's this one's intimidating. Um, right. Do you think Twitter is the right platform to discuss issues with society? Yeah, because when when you look at how Twitter evolved, it definitely gave um, a platform to so many people who started, you know, revolutions and movements and. Uh, different sorts of activism and all of that. So it's clearly a very efficient platform. I think my only problem with Twitter is not even the 140 characters. It's the fact that um, because the nature of Twitter is you putting out your opinion to the world, I don't really think it's a place to debate because nobody cares. Right. Um, You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Like I feel like people are so blasé on social media in general but especially on Twitter, where they just want to get their point across and they don't really, like, they're not really interested in exploring other opinions. Other points of view. It's it's always, yeah, yeah, it's always, like, so so aggressive and, like, such knee-jerk reactions and all of that. Right. Um, But other than that, yeah, I think it it can be very effective. Um, I agree. Okay. Next question. Worst breakup story or abiyakshakush adetiho? <laughs> I'm going to let you go first on that one because I haven't had... I don't really have a, like, horrible breakup story. That's exactly what I was going to say. I Like, my breakups have always been really 
boring. I mean, first of all, I've only ever been in like really long relationships. Right, like exactly. Three plus years. Same. And when it ends, it ends and you're like, okay, this isn't working out. Thanks. Bye. Right. And that's pretty much it. I, yeah, I've never, I've only been, like, I've, I don't, I haven't had that much experience in relationships to like actually have enough to be like, oh, I had a horrible breakup story. And all the relationships mm-hmm. I have been in have been for a really long time. So, um, yeah. So, no. So, sorry. Yeah, we're so boring. This is so disappointing. <laughs> I know. Um, his other question is your best pickup lines that we give or like that we say or that exactly. we got. That my thoughts exactly. Girl, this is why we don't need more people on this podcast. Like, I get you, you get me. We're good. <laughs> That's it. So confused. <laughs> um, um, I don't pick up people. <laughs> I don't, I'm not like. I don't either, I don't but. I'm not smooth if, like that. Okay, here's. I, I have one which is my favorite pickup line, just because it's not even a pickup line, but as soon as I say okay. it, people from the opposite sex or like gay people from the same sex, whatever, seem very interested. Right. And it is, I speak French. Oh, wow. <laughs> and that's it. Like, that's <laughs> all it takes. And people are like, oh, oh my, my God, God, that's so attractive. Like, it's language. <laughs> what do you, what? Okay. All right, then. Um, that's so that's funny. for me. Um, I don't have best one. I don't know. I've never actually even used I've that line. That I should try that I speak French line. I've never used it. I've never even like brought it up. Do it. <laughs> like it just doesn't come it, up. Ex- explore the magic of that pickup line. What about pickup lines you've heard, like you've received? I don't think anyone has thrown a pickup line at me. Okay. I'm so boring. I'm, I don't have these like quintessentially like I don't know. I don't have these quintessential experiences of like getting picked up or having somebody throw a line at me. Like, th- no, that's never. Has that ever? That's never happened to me. Really? You need to go out more. <laughs> oh, clearly, I need to leave my house. Just a little guys bit. Guys are out here, like, just waiting to. Yeah, throw no. Nothing that I'm. Like, n- not in the way that I would find acceptable. Okay. Like, I've been catcalled, but like. I don't count that as a pickup line. I count that as like harassment, yeah. you know? Yeah, clearly so, very different. Like, I don't know. So, yeah. no, I don't have one. You? Well, my favorite ones, like the really funny ones, they're in French and I really have no idea how to translate them. Um, okay. I don't know. Forget about okay, well. that because. I, I really was, don't know how to translate this. Short-lived. Also, it's uh, like... Well, just say it in French. Aslan, it we'll sounds see. really gross in French. Um, oh, boy. So I don't know how, like, child-friendly this is going to be in English. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but the, the funniest one... And th- th- this wasn't really a, a picket line. It was more of, like, a cat ish but like he was trying to be polite or whatever mm-hmm. and he said um <laughs> i guess <laughs> i'm crying <laughs> he said hey mademoiselle vas-y je t'embroche comme un gros kebab Ew. i th- i was <laughs> like i could i couldn't even be mad because i was That's laughing not... hysterically I was like, you know what? As someone who loves food, like, I can appreciate I this. It. Like, I see the appeal. <laughs> <laughs> I can appreciate that effort. But ew, that's gross. That's... Yeah, let's let's not translate. It's okay. That. You don't it's need fine. to know. You really don't. Moving on. Just um, other questions. Okay. Final question was sent to us 
um, by a person whose Twitter like name is Ashy Elbows, which I really appreciate. <laughs> I love um, it. What are your views? What are your views on human sexuality? That's such a big thing. Like, are we ready? For I read that question right and I got anxiety because I can. I don't. I don't know how to answer that. Hey, Ashy. I, my answer is very short. <laughs> I don't know. That's my answer. I what don't do you mean know. You don't know. Like, okay, does she does I have she no mean idea. sexuality? It could be a guy. I'm not sure like, if it's a guy or a girl. Oh, okay. Uh, this person. Mm-hmm. Do they mean sexuality as in like how you live your sexuality or like different kinds of sexuality? Or I don't know. Either way, either way, I think my answer is pretty simple. My take on sexuality is that it's personal and you can do honestly to me you can do whatever the fuck you want with your body as long as it's with um a consenting adult and that's pretty that's funny because when i read this question i was thinking about how the hell are we going to answer this and literally the first answer that popped in my head was none of my business that's my view on human sexuality yeah no i I do not care Like, I honestly do not care about yeah. anyone. It's not my business sexuality. what other people do at all. And, like, I personally <clears throat> mm-hmm. have friends of, like, a very broad spectrum of, you know, how they live their sexuality and how they identify right. and all of that. And I really do not care. Like, I don't see them as, at like, gay yeah. or bi or... It- fucking queer what i they're like i mm-hmm. i don't care it's you know do you i hope you're happy right and that is pretty much it something a little more personal what are some of the ways if you, this is directed at me but if you have experienced this then please weigh in mm-hmm. what are some of the ways that you personally deal with anxiety oh this is i think an important question because we don't like acknowledge <clears throat> mental health as Sudanese people it's just like whatever mm-hmm. suck it up or yeah Nikita we just kind of like push it under the rug it's not like anything that we acknowledge or even address and it's not even that it's it's always like for example if you have you know you suffer and you struggle with depression or whatever it's always like oh it's because imanic right. or like you know, you don't pray enough. Just, um, you know, find find your faith right. and you'll feel better. Right, right. Or just in general, like, oh, but, like, you've always been weird. Yeah, like, it's, outcast. it's always branded as, like, taqsir. Just try to, like, blend in with people. Um, the way I personally deal with anxiety, I, if you, I mean, for those people who know me i'm very socially awkward i have uh, like social anxiety is a big 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 problem for me um and just just anxiety in general but social anxiety like it is heightened in like in social occasions or like whatever some kind of like social pressure i just Mm -hmm. i shut down and i have a very big problem dealing with it i don't have any coping mechanisms to be quite honest with you um i kind of just suffer through it and that's not the best thing at all because it's not like a testament to my strength or anything i just i just don't know how to deal with it so i just like ride it out completely um i've tried you know people say oh you should uh, i don't know uh take a deep breath or count to 10 or 
isolate yourself and be somewhere quiet yeah, but okay. I honestly that, that like I haven't even reached the point where I can claw my way out of the you know the attack when it happens to be able to think rationally and be like okay let me take breaths I just I completely like crumble under under the pressure of anxiety so I really don't have any answers for you I don't know how to deal with it at all I just I just it just happens and I wait for it to end like I just I just experienced it all the way to all the way to the end without having any sort of way to like remedy it. Um, I I also have crazy anxiety, but I I don't think it's as bad as yours. Like it's not triggered by being in, um, I, like it's it's not really social anxiety. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I I think I consider myself an introvert. And even though I'm not, like, shy or socially awkward or anything, and, like, when I do go out and socialize, I do, like, some people. <laughs> <laughs> say people in general, but some people to, like, various degrees. And, um, and I do, like, talk to people. And, I, like, I seem very comfortable mm-hmm. in social mm-hmm. settings. But then I also, like, I need my own time. I need to be alone I love being yeah. alone. I am my best company. Yeah. I I just I need me time to kind of like I can't like I can't be around people all the time. It it drives me. And that's insane. the thing I I, I'm of unable. like being Sudanese and being an introvert or like really valuing your personal time and your personal space is that I am I am like that. I people don't understand. They it. don't get it at all. And I love being alone. I yeah. don't see any problem with being by myself, but I exactly. think that for Sudan exactly. or like in our culture, being alone is associated with being like mentally unstable or crazy. Like, yeah. why? Like the I know. People I don't, don't value See, that's the, the thing. I need to be alone in order to not go crazy. Exactly. Because exactly. Like I need, I need that energy of like just, being in my own bubble and doing my own thing right. and that's how I refuel like I cannot be around people all the time and I think but regardless for, of for that like when I introverts that's the hardest part of being Sudanese is like yeah constantly being expected to be social and with people and like on mm-hmm. all the time I think that yeah that's really really exhausting it's mentally exhausting it is it's, it's a lot of pressure mm-hmm but um, in general, when I do get um, like really serious anxiety attacks, my only way of coping, honestly, at least my only way that I can share on this podcast, <laughs> is um, distraction. Like I need to be distracted from whatever is making me anxious. Mm-hmm. And it, it can be anything. It can be like going for a walk and like blasting music or just like watching something really dumb. That's why I watch so much um, uh, trash TV. Yeah, because it just like it gets my mind off other stuff and it kind of mildly calms me down. But that's I, like I don't really have any other magical coping mechanisms. Um, and this is actually kind of uh, this is a topic that I hope that we can sort of like touch on and discuss in the future because it's one of those things that so many people struggle with but as a culture we don't believe in discussing or like bringing to light or Mm -hmm. trying to even remotely acknowledge or understand so I think this is something that we we should also you know address. And you you know what I saw um, 
I think it was this morning, someone posted um, a map of mm -hmm. um, different countries and the, um, what do you call it? Uh, like the rates of uh, depression oh, yeah. in different mm -hmm. countries. Have you seen that? And it's really scary. Right. Sudan was like bright red. But how do they measure that though? I don't even know. Because who talks about, you know, like depression and like, so I think it was also... Like, Sudan has one of the highest suicide rates, or or was it, like, susceptible to having a high suicide rate? I don't remember yeah. which one it was, but, like, I just wonder how that data is collected, because we don't talk about that stuff at all. I really like, don't know. Who talks about being depressed? No. Or, like, and when we do, it's it's always so weird, like... To shame. I mean, maybe, maybe like, we should talk about this some other time, maybe. but I don't know if you saw it, but I have this... Um, well, not really conversation, but like a mini conversation with a guy on Twitter. And he was saying that um, mm -hmm. uh, because a lot of young people are smoking weed or whatever in Sudan, and so many of them are committing suicide because oh, of yeah, that. Oh, yeah, it's drug-related. And I'm like, okay. But are are they smoking weed because they're exactly. depressed? Or are they depressed because, because, because they're smoking weed? weed? Exactly. That's so. That's one of those because questions. Because haven't people been smoking weed since 2001 in like the Netherlands, and it has not affected right. like the general mental health of the population exactly. or suicide rates or any of that. Right. So, yeah, it's a uh, it's complex. Yeah, like, I don't think okay, it's that simple. I don't, I don't think it's like you know this is the cause and that's why. Like I think it's a lot more complicated. Yeah, I don't yeah. think so either. Um. Anyway, our last question. So that you know. We could end on a high note because that was that that headed south real quick. Yeah, that was. Um, would you yeah. win five thousand dollars, or would you rather spend a day with Maxwell? Oh. <laughs> um, do you want to answer first, or should I go? I'm struggling. Um, I would say that if I'm financially stable, then I take the day, but. Honestly, the way my life is set up right now and the way my bank account is set up right now, that 5K would really work well in my pockets. So I will choose the 5K, much to my chagrin and sadness. I think I would take the 5K regardless. Because what are we going to talk about? Like, am I just going to stare at you and then go home and cry all of my tears like, is, I, don't, I don't know well I, I mean feel that's like the it's, thing it's right not... like if you threw that I speak French line maybe that would lead to something hey Maxwell <laughs> guess who speaks French <laughs> you know I speak French right <laughs> yeah no I'll, I'll take the money probably yeah I, don't I like feel like if I feel like I would waste the day because I'd just be in shock um and there that there you have it again if you have any comments or feedback that you want to give us you want to um mention anyone for yes sir yes ma'am which we totally forgot about this week um if you want to mention anyone for yes sir yes ma'am or any topics that you think we should tackle any topics you'd like to hear about let us know you can tweet us at nsnm podcast or you can email us at no sir no ma'am at gmail.com i think we should go <laughs> yeah i think we should Log off. Yeah. Uh, we'll see you guys next week. Until then, be safe and stuff. And don't do stupid things or say stupid stuff because nobody likes And that. go watch Lemonade. And go watch Lemonade. All right. Goodbye. Deuces. Deuces.